Welcome to the Messy Life Mighty Love Podcast. I am Abby, your host, storyteller, fellow Messy Life journeyer, and friend. I come to you today with the need again to laugh at the hard things as we passed through them long ago, so we will pass through these hard things we live now, and in all we need to learn to find the funny, the lightheartedness. You are listening to episode 57, When the Roof Caves In, Turning the Hard into Laughter. It was a hot, hot summer, the summer of 1995. There were 30 plus days in a row of over 100 degree weather in Pennsylvania where I was living with my parents. And my mother, she was not a fan of the heat. No one is really a fan of that kind of heat, but she was really not a fan of that kind of heat. Her mom said that she, when she was born, she had like sweat beads on the top of her lips. She just got hot easily. So this was really hard for her. And we didn't have central air conditioning by any means in the home we were in. And we were living in a house that needed a lot of repairs. So this summer, with over 30 days of 100 degree heat, it was dry. There was not rain. The church where we rented the house from decided to replace the roof. And wouldn't you know it, the weekend that they were replacing the roof, taking off the old and had the tarp on in between, it poured and poured and poured rain. Well, you can guess what happened. The rain came through the tarp and in the middle of the night, I believe there was a crash in the next room from my parents and I woke up, it was my summer of weddings, and I woke up exhausted having come home from a wedding where I think I did the hair, which is not my forte for. Anyway, I digress. So I think there might have been a crash. And I heard my mother screaming something that she often would say, I need this like I need a hole in the head. Well, we didn't want her to have a hole in the head. And she did not need this. She was such a trooper in life, but had struggled with uh, chronic illness a lot at this point in time and the heat was already doing her in and now the roof caved in and one of the rooms that we had in this house literally came down and it was a room that used to be my sister's but had been turned into a storage room so the roof came down on top of all these memories and things that were being stored in there and then my parents the roof in their bedroom thankfully did not come down but it was like completely saturated with water I can't remember if it smelled after it dried out but it was not a good situation and I don't know if my mom would literally laugh about this at this point I can laugh my sisters and I can talk about it and laugh oh what a crazy time that was If my mother were still alive, I'm not sure she could laugh about it yet because it was really, really difficult. But the joy that I know for both of my parents now is that they can laugh about everything. They are in their eternal rest, their eternal joy. And as much as I miss them, their lives here on this earth were not easy. They were hard 
There were many times when we were farming, things, equipment would break down. My dad was fixing it there. And when he worked at a feed mill later, he would be fixing all the broken down equipment. And he worked hard from sunup to sundown. And then later than that, and lots of times starting before the sun came up with the morning milking. And my mom, she was his companion in all things, feeding many mouths, taking care of calves and other things on the farm and all that went with it between pipes freezing in the middle of the night or calls that one of the cows or the bull or whoever had gotten out of our pastures. It was a nonstop job when we were farming. And then when we left the farm was when my mom's body just caught up with all of the stress that she had carried and she just really went downhill with chronic illness. So there was a lot of hard and I know that it is good when we went through the hard thing, no one got hurt. It wasn't like someone was dying or anything because those things, we don't laugh about those. Those are so hard and so serious. But this was a circumstantial kind of thing. Eventually we had help. We had to throw out some things, but we were able to save many things. And eventually we did get out of that house. So these were crazy days. And I just want to say that I know me being able to laugh, that was a hard summer for me. And then seriously, I decided not to come home again after that summer. And I stayed away for a few years from home um, just for visits I would go, but I wasn't going to live there. And so it was hard and stressful in the time, but now it's just so funny to remember that because, oh my, of all the things, the roof is going to cave in in the middle of the night. And I can laugh now. And like I said, I'm not sure if my mother would actually laugh if she were alive about it yet. But the joy that I have now, as much as I miss my mother and my father, is that they can laugh thoroughly about this from heaven. Another funny thing that exemplified the hard, but we were able to laugh in the moment, was my dad buffering. It's a word we made up for him. It goes like this. The hand is over the face, smushing down the face, going down the whole face, and sighing and moaning is happening because something hard has happened again. My mom used to say that my dad was like Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. So lovable, but he could definitely look at the glass as half empty, which is not how she often looked at things. Though they were hard, she saw that she wasn't going to give up and everything was going to be okay. But my dad sometimes needed that encouragement from us and from her because he would buffer at the table, buffer after a long day and at the farm or in the mill. And he often felt like everything was his fault. And Honestly, at times, my mom didn't help that feeling too much. Um, That was a part of their dynamic because they went through major financial ruin when we left our farm. And a lot of things were hard. And I don't remember them laughing together very much. But they were full of love for one another, even in the hardest moments. And now in heaven, they have earned their eternal rest and they get to laugh and be lighthearted about everything. Another thing is dad would cash in his vacation. It was just a few days, one summer or fall, they went to the Shenandoah Valley um, and along the Skyline Drive, the Appalachian Mountains. 
And that was the one time I remember them getting away while we were farming. And they didn't when we weren't farming either. And they worked hard all the time with broken down things. And now they've been emancipated from all of that. And they're in heaven. And as they laugh and as they enjoy God forever and ever, waiting for the final consummation of all things and Jesus' return, I know that they are safe and secure in God's hands. And so it's not disrespectful. I can laugh about these hard things knowing that in their spirits, they're as light as can be in the full joy of heaven. And this is the part that I love most about Proverbs 31. The Proverbs 31 woman, I think, is many times misunderstood, but there are so many great nuggets to glean. But the one that I love the most is that she can laugh at the days to come. What does it take to be able to laugh at the days to come? We don't know what's going to happen. And there are things that break our hearts, like me and my mental illness journey. I mean, there's things that I will never be able to laugh about. But knowing that in the days to come, well, number one, knowing that we will be forever with God in his joy and his gladness that fills the whole universe it makes us able to laugh at the hard things that aren't killing anybody, aren't, you know, things that we know we can't laugh at, but we can have humor in these moments because we know that we are safe forever in God's arms. And that frees us to laugh, that frees us to joy, that frees us to have perspective on hard things. And truly, As we look at this month in the U.S., it's the Thanksgiving month, and we can really be thankful for the little things, the tiny things, the laughable things, people that we love that we can laugh with and join with soon, even hard things. I am praying specifically for you that you can find laughter even amidst hard circumstances and joy, a joy that is founded in what God has done for you through Jesus. We know that that light, the light of God, the light of all the world, Jesus, his mighty love is shining through that light. And it will never, ever, ever be overcome. So we can have lightheartedness, friends. I pray this for you. And as we go from this episode, I pray that you have been touched and that found some perspective for perhaps something going on in your life and can consider this time well spent. For more from me, my journey with bipolar disorder, and many other things about my story, visit my website, abigailalleman.com. That's Abigail, A-B-I-G-A-I-L, Alleman, A-L-L-E-M-A-N. There are a couple of free ebooks there, one I want to highlight called The Three R's, A Simple Path to Mental Wholeness, which is basically some practical things that I found helpful to see my thought life be renewed as I came through my healing process. So I think you would really enjoy that. And you can also find me on Instagram at abigail.alleman. I have just started to share some reels, if you know Instagram, reels are short videos, that are prayers that my friend Jennifer Dukesley encouraged me to start sharing my prayers more with the world. So you might enjoy those if you go to my reels on 
Instagram. As promised, I am going to close out the episode in the next few months as I prepare to release my book with either small quotes from the book or endorsements as I shared last week an endorsement. I want to share an endorsement again this week. This is from my friend Carrie Morris, a marriage and family therapist. It's rare to witness such an offering of love and courage as Abigail delivers in this moving memoir. Her compassion for readers, especially those who have experienced mental illness, is stunning. She encourages them in their faith while prompting them to recognize mental illness for what it is and learn to care for themselves, body, mind, and soul. If the church could hear more searingly honest voices like Abigail's, then millions of Christians suffering in silence might begin to step forward and share their stories with the rest of us, allowing us to know, love, and support them where they are. Again, that's from my friend Carrie Morris, a licensed marriage and family therapist. And oh, wouldn't that be so beautiful if there would be a revolution of sharing stories and being free and being able to walk alongside each other as we struggle with mental illness or other things that bring secret shame to us. I would love that. Would you pray with me in those lines that this book and all the ministry that can happen from it would be given to God and His glory and there would be great healing amidst many people. It's humbling to ask you to pray for that, but I believe God wants to do nothing less than this. Through my book, A Million Skies, available for pre-order on Amazon, just search for A Million Skies or Leafwood Publishers. And you can also go to my website, there's a button for it. I would love to meet you, friend, right here next time.